excited for this episode. I'm talking to my friend, Randy Spelling. Randy and I have known each other for a couple of years now. We actually shared a business coach back in the day, and that's how we became friends. And I think this episode is super important, whether or not you're an entrepreneur, whether or not you have a job, whether or not you're a stay-at-home mom, like whoever you are, this episode is so super important because Randy is going to tell us like why we need to slow the F down and stop worrying about what we're going to worry about, about what we're going to worry about later and stop just like going 24-7. You'll hear us talk about how it's kind of an American culture thing, but it's also something that we're doing to ourselves. And it's like our own mindset. We put so much pressure on ourselves to do all of the things, and it is just not necessary. And Randy is going to help us get out of this go, go, go trap that we are in. So I hope you enjoy today's episode with my friend, Randy Spelling. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Randy, thank you so much for joining me on the Become a Media Maven podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here. We talk a lot, but this is the first time we're talking on my podcast. Yeah, this is this is official then, right? <laughs> it is official. <laughs> We've known each other for a while. And okay, let's go back to like when we first talked about what you do. And I was like, Randy, I don't understand what you do. Do you remember this back in the day? Yeah, wasn't that three days ago? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I still have no idea what you do, Randy. <laughs> it was, we were at some kind of retreat with our business coach at the time. Was it? Yep. I was teaching you how to play mini golf. (laughs) Was that? No, it wasn't you. It was Chevelle. (laughs) Yes. Chevelle, my attorney. Shout out to Chevelle. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yes. We were playing mini golf and I was like, Randy, what do you do again? And you were like, I'm a life coach. And I'm like, Randy, I don't know what that means. Please explain. Well, I think what you were saying is you kept saying it's mindset. You do mindset, right? Um, And I kept laughing, giving you a hard time about mindset, um, which I guess it is. So I I take it back. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. I was doing that. So explain to everybody who, like me a few years ago, was like, Randy, what the hell do you do? I help people make their lives better. So... um, I mean, in a nutshell, you know, there's, you could say life coach, I help people in their businesses, but really I help people gain more personal freedom in their lives. And that comes by maybe you're holding on to something from the past that um, isn't quite working. It's like you're running an old program um, and you just keep getting that wheel that's spinning and you're going, wait, things aren't that bad, but yet I'm still frustrated or I have anxiety or I can't be present. So I, I look at people's lives very holistically in, you know, their patterns, their routines, the way that they're thinking, the way that they're viewing themselves, the way that they're viewing the world and make changes accordingly so that they can live as free as possible. Um, and you know, these days it's like happiness has, has become such a catchphrase but happiness is, is a fleeting emotion, and it comes and goes. 
and comes and goes. Whereas freedom, you know, happiness runs through freedom. It's like if if you're feeling more free in your life, then chances are you are feeling happier. You're you've let go of certain things that are weighing you down. You're able to have more fun. You're able to stress less. So to me, I run everything through the lens of how to help people create more personal freedom in their lives. And how did you get into this? Uh, feeling very uh, non-free. <laughs> um, I, unfree, non-free. Um, I make up words here all the time, so I, I like where do. you're going with this. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I, I went through uh, addiction in my 20s, so that was, to me, the, the epitome of non-freedom and feeling a lack of freedom was, you know, struggling with addiction. Um, but even bigger than addiction, it was really my patterns and habits, right? It's the way that I carried things over from childhood and how I showed up in relationships, um, the way that uh, I was fearful to go after the things that I really wanted in life certain responsibilities that I needed to do, but I put off. And I just, I don't know, life to some degree felt tumultuous in many ways. And so I just, I set out on a mission after, um, you know, getting through addiction and I was in the entertainment business for years. And I thought, you know, I, I just, I want to, I want to show up differently. I want to live my life differently and connect with people in a different way. What the heck do I want to do? And um, I went down the road of life coaching and going on a whole spiritual journey and reading as much as I could and really working on myself every single day to the point where I started becoming more free and lighter and happier and letting go of things from the past and changing patterns. And then I said, I want to teach other people how to do this. And through working with other people, I got a chance to watch their patterns. So I wasn't reading it in textbook. I was watching hundreds of people from all walks of life, extremely wealthy, very successful, someone struggling who's not successful and wanting to find a different job or wanting to really find their purpose. And I saw the same behaviors, same patterns. So I got a chance to put that all together and formulate ways and tools for people to make the changes that they want to make. So is there anything, I mean, obviously everybody is different. Everybody has their own story, but is there anything like specific that you just see time and time again that causes people to have like this stress or this burden on their shoulders or just something repeatedly over and over again that keeps people from being more free? Yeah, I mean, the simple way of putting this is um, future tripping. You know, I think um, things are so fast paced these days, that from the moment our eyes open, the mind starts running, the phone gets grabbed, the uh, scrolling and Rolodexing, and here's what I have to do. And let me check my Facebook account. And let me look at Instagram. And it, it develops this way of never fully being present because there's always a what's next, right? What's next? What's the next post? What's the next person saying? What's the next thing I have to do? Let me figure out my day. 
And while I'm a realist and we have to do some of that, I, I watch people from the, the moment that they wake up start to plug into stress. It's like taking a cord and plugging it right into a high amp socket and worrying about what is going to happen, worrying about things that actually may never happen, but the mind is just problem solving all the time and it's causing a lot of stress and anxiety and it's not needed. We're not meant to problem solve every two seconds. Okay, that's really good. I feel like I have that problem. So how do we fix that, Randy? Let's go. <laughs> if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check it out. <laughs> okay, fun fact. Now we're going to digress. Fun fact. Vanilla Ice actually lives in the same city that I live in. Really? In Wellington, Florida. Yes, he does. And I still have not like happened to run into him out and about. Probably because I stay at home all day every day and I never go out and about. But since you brought up Ice Ice Baby, just had to show Now you're going to run into him. Now I'm going to. Yes. Shout out Vanilla Ice. That's funny. Okay. So tell us, how do we solve this problem? Because it's so true. And I've tried. I feel like I'm like, I try to unplug and I try to be more present. And I have to be mindful of that while I'm doing it, but then I forget and I get sucked back into the way of Mm -hmm. things, you know? So like, what are some things that we can do so we can actually be more present and not wake up and just go, go, go. And I also feel like this is, this isn't just a problem with, with, you know, people, but I feel like it's an American culture thing too, that a lot of other countries don't deal with like we do here. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, I think it's, there's a yes and here. (laughs) I I think we see it a lot more here because of the societal norm and pressure. You know, no one's taking siesta at two o'clock, you know, and sitting with a a coffee for two hours and talking, um, which, you know, in other countries, uh, they are, it's, it's, it is a little bit slower paced. Um, so yeah. So what can we do? Um, and by the way, what you described is completely normal. I was just teaching a group last night and telling everyone the same thing. You will forget, you will hear it. And in the moment, what we are saying will sound good and you'll go, yes, I have to do that. And you might remember it. Uh, in the next hour, or you might might remember it again later on tonight, but you know, days go by and it'll be forgotten. So anything that you could do to prompt yourself, I I, I made this challenge on social. um, And since I'll bring it back every, you know, six months or so, I call it the worries for tomorrow jar. And I love it. Put it on your office desk, put it by your bed, Put it somewhere where you spend a lot of time. And if you catch yourself worrying about something that is uh, that may happen weeks from now or months from now, or if you're you know, constantly calculating numbers to see when you're going to run out of money and you know that you already know the answer, but you're continuing to do those numbers, write it down on a little piece of paper, drop it in the jar, and know that you could look at it in three days. Set a time on your calendar, maybe twice a week, where you look at the jar. 10 minutes, 
10 minutes. Everyone has 10 minutes. Look in the jar, read the things that you write down, and that's when you can problem solve. Make sure you're in a clear space. Look at these different little, you know, fortunes, if you will, little pieces of paper and say, okay, now I have the time to focus on you. How can I approach you in the best way? But if you're going through your day problem solving while you're trying to give attention to something else, then the something else that you're giving attention to is falling short. And then what you're trying to problem solve in your mind is falling short and you're burning yourself out. Yeah. And you've told me this before and I loved it because I'm like a crazy person with my Google calendar and I love to have things scheduled. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're telling me I can schedule my worries. This is amazing. I can actually put it in the Google calendar and like schedule worrying about this for later. And I feel like, and you know, this was an issue for me. It's gotten so much better, but I feel like a lot of it is what we put on ourselves. It's not like, I mean, I know I have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to the show. Like we don't have bosses telling us to do things. It's us running our own business and Mm -hmm. we're putting the pressure on ourselves. Nobody's making us do it. So why do we do that? And how do we tell ourselves to just chill, stop putting pressure on yourself because nobody's doing this to you. Like you're doing it to yourself. Two words create differently. Perhaps up until now, some of what uh, drives people is that pressure. Some people perform being under that pressure. Now, that may work for a certain amount of time. It will lead to stress. It will lead to burnout. The problem is when it stops working or it, it's, it, it is working against you, it's already a pattern. It's already, it's developed a neural pathway. So the horse is running around the same track. You have to create a different track. So create differently, create from a place of purpose, create from a place of abundance, create from a place of clarity of how you want to show up in the world, what your business is going to do for others and create it from that expansive place, not from a place of hurried, stressful lack. Now tell me um, how people can do that because that's one of those things where it's easier said than done. It's almost like, like I feel like a lot of what you're talking about, it's like creating new habits, which it's very hard to create new habits. Well, yes, <clears throat> but it's not hard to create emotions. Right, we're, we're emotional beings. We have emotions all day long. The disconnect that I'm, I'm watching with people, um, and you know, I have felt this over the years myself, is that we hear in the self-help world about affirmations, right? And thinking positive, and yeah, that, that's helpful to a degree. It only, it's only helpful in that it stays in the mind, but it doesn't sink down to the heart. And they have to be connected. And things really start to amplify and spark and take off when there's the motion behind it, right? When there's an an emotion behind a thought, they meet and magic happens and something really gets created. So just 
thinking positive and going, I will be wealthy, I will be wealthy, or, um, you know, I am present, I am here. It helps a little bit, but when you start to feel the emotion equal to that thought, it creates a signature, it creates a pulse, it creates something that's living and breathing. So having emotion to what you want to create, right? If you're creating out of stress, if you're, what you're describing, Christina, is that pressure, that stress. And entrepreneurs, we put it on ourselves. So what would happen if you take it off? Well, it feels a little bit lonely because it feels a little bit unknown. Like, how do I create from that place? Finding the grounding force of why you got into the business that you're in anyway, why you like it, why it's fun for you, and feeling the emotion behind that, feeling inspired by it, will help you to take direct action as much as squeezing yourself in a pressure cooker. It just feels better. So do you think people are putting... Why, why do you think people put so much pressure on themselves and always rush? Because I have found, like I'm just thinking even people who aren't entrepreneurs, and I think of people who I know who are stressed and who are always like, you know, worrying about worrying about something. <laughs> um, <laughs> why do you think they are putting that pressure on themselves? Because I'm thinking like I don't – Yes, pressure from a boss or maybe a parent is different, but it's more so us doing it to ourselves. So your question is, why do we do this? Yeah. Why do you do it? <laughs> What's your answer? Oh, here we go. Now we're going to have a session on the podcast, people. Um yeah. Well, I can tell I mean, like what's your first instinct. What's your first instinct when I say, why do you do this to yourself? You okay. don't need to. Why do you? I, well, I can tell you I've gotten a lot better, but before, um, I was maybe much more of a perfectionist and I would set a goal. And if I did not hit that goal, I would feel like I failed, even though you know, like looking back, it's like, well, why did I have to hit that goal? I was the one who set it for myself. And even if I got close, why am I looking at that as failure? So I think for me, why do I put that much pressure on myself? It's um, it's a little bit of stubbornness. Like, well, I said I was going to do it, so I'm going to do it. And I want to do it without anybody's help. And it's a little bit of a, being a perfectionist and always wanting to be the best. But then there's the why, right? Is that what you're going to ask me? Why well, no, that's great. So, so let me ask you this. Sure, there were plenty of times in your life where you weren't the best, where you didn't hit the goal. Right. What yeah. happened? Um, nothing, really. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. There's, there's the fear of what if I get it wrong? What if I fail? What if it isn't as great as I want it to be? Guess what? I mean, I don't know about you, but that happens to me every day. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm a parent. I'm a husband. I get it wrong all the time. I'm less than perfect all the freaking time. 
And you know what? I have another chance in the next moment to do it a little bit better. But there's this idea, we get this fear built up of, oh my gosh, what happens if I don't hit that monetary mark? What happens if you know, I'm releasing the podcast and it comes out four days late. What happens if I have a launch of a website and it it doesn't go, you know, I have a program and it doesn't get as many. Sure, that's bound to happen. So what? Yeah, and I think I've realized that probably in the last like year or so, and I've become a lot more, you call it free, I'm going to call it laid back. Like just so much more laid back because also you look at the things that you worry about and the things that are causing you stress in your life or in your business. And then it's like, look at the, like what's happening in the world. Look at like the big picture. Like, is this going to even matter in five weeks? Probably not. Right. And did you just say you are more laid back in your business? Yes. Okay. Now here's the moment of truth from when you were more stressed to now being laid back, uh, how has your business changed? Have you lost money? No, I've made more money. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So that's the bullshit that we tell ourselves, right? That that's exactly it is I have to That's what I'm saying. It's an old way of creating. I have to do this. And if I don't, No one else is going to do it. It's not going to be done right. I'm going to lose money. It's all the stuff that the mind tells us that's just lack, fear, limitation. When you move past that and actually get to a place that feels better, you're, you're probably more efficient. You're probably more laid back and everyone else is relaxed to do the job that they need to do. And guess what? You just said it. You're making more money. So it's all not true. And enjoying the process a lot more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you spend all of your time in the process, so you might as well enjoy it. Yeah. Doesn't Gary Vee say that <laughs> all the time? Probably. I probably read that tweet sometime, somewhere. No, but, you know, but it, he, he's actually right. Like, he, I, I struggle with this so much. And I have to remind myself, I have to love the process because I do this to myself. When I wrote my book, I asked my wife, I was a nightmare to be around. I was always, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to write. Oh, I'm not going to do, you know, I can't get any sleep. I have to, I put this crazy pressure on myself, squeezed myself and sure, something came out. But the truth is I actually loved it even though I told myself I hated it or there was so much pressure I love what I do and yeah, I actually love being challenged, but my mind tells me that it almost puts me in a victimized role. Like, oh, I have to do so much. Oh, I have to provide for my family. Oh, no one else is going to do it, but I love it. So what game am I playing with myself here? I got to play a different game, create differently. And tell us a little bit about your book and what's inside of it and where we can find it. Three questions at once. Okay. Yep. okay. That's how I roll here. That's how we roll, Randy. (laughs) I'm following you. Um, (laughs) The book is called Unlimiting You, Step Out of Your Past and Into Your Purpose. Um, You know, I wrote this solely for people who need to let go of things from their past and step into their purpose and are having a hard time doing it. It's a way of living type of book. 
Um, you know, I think anyone can relate. I tell a lot of my story in it. I sort of use myself as the protagonist to make a lot of points of how to, um, you know, look at life differently. Uh, you can find it on uh, Amazon. And uh, what else? <laughs> what I'm, was gonna, the- I'm actually going to buy it because, Randy, I have never read it. And, like, even though you and I have been shooting the shit for years, we've never, like, I've, we've never talked about, like, your story. Really? Yeah. We just, I don't know what the hell we spend so much time talking about, but we never talk about your story. So I'm going to read it. You did. I love it. I met a friend the other day, and I hadn't seen him in a long time, and I was asking something about age or whatever, and he looked at me, and he said, bro, I'm a nowist. <laughs> and I, I started laughing because it, it sounded a little bit sort of just funny and new agey, and, and then I... I think, well, you know, we were just being in the now. You you weren't worried too much about my story and my past because we were just having fun in the moment. There, Well, then that's why. Then that's why I need to read your book. I'm going to take a break from being a nowist and I'm going to be a pastist. <laughs> and then I'm going to read your book. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes. Um, okay, leave us with one thing. Like you've already given us like lots of good tips. But if somebody wakes up and they want to grab their phone and they want to go, 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 and they need to be more present and just like chill a little bit like what are a couple of things that they could literally start doing today to just i guess chill out be a little bit more laid back and free and all of that besides scheduling your worries with the worry jar which by the way i really like well just think about these two words create differently you are a creator in your life creator in your business create your life differently Right. If, if you are too stressed, if things aren't working, renegotiate. There's nowhere in your contract <laughs> that says that you cannot renegotiate the terms. This is your life. If you are waking up and you get that feeling in your stomach that starts to swirl or tighten and you're already thinking about your day, be aware of it and realize it's time to renegotiate, right? Put the phone away from your bed. Instead of hitting snooze, wake up and literally jump up and down three times and go, I'm awake, I'm alive. What is today gonna bring? Sounds cheesy, but this is your life, right? And it's so, we hear it all the time. It's like, well, what if you only had two days left or two weeks or two years? But we don't live by that. And the truth is we really don't know. Life is precious and it's finite and it, it could be gone tomorrow. So renegotiate if you are living with too much stress or you're not letting go of things or you just don't feel optimal in the way that you want to feel, renegotiate and create differently. So basically people need to stop making excuses. I bet you hate people who make – I bet they do it to you all the time. I bet you are on calls with people all the time and they just give you excuse after excuse and it probably drives you nuts. I don't it have patience drive, for that. It doesn't drive me nuts because I do the exact same thing. So I have – I've watched this in thousands of people enough to where I have compassion and I also recognize it's not them – it's the, it's the pattern, it's the rote way that the mind works, and it can change. So I will always hold the space for people, always to know 
this can change. Those excuses, listen, we all have to work through those. And we all have similar excuses. Some people have different excuses. And that's okay. We have to work through those things one by one to get to the place where someone goes, oh, yeah, wait, 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 wait. I I realize that I'm telling myself this and I need to tell myself something different. That's when transformation happens. Makes sense. See, you you are a much more patient person than I am because <laughs> I would not hold space for people's excuses. I would tell them to shut the F up and move on with their life. That's why you do what you do and I do what I do. <laughs> well, and I don't hold space for their excuses. I hold space for them. I hold space for them to step into something different. But the excuses are... You know, that, that's like putting some pieces of paper on the table and saying, oh, hey, this excuse here, let me hold it up. Look at that. Really look at it. Is that true? Is that working for you? Is it serving you? If not, let's crumple it up, throw it away, move on to the next. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Okay, so I'm going to link to your book on Amazon. Where else can people find you? Uh, randyspelling.com. And on uh, Insta, Randy Spelling, and Facebook, uh, Randy Spelling Coaching. All right, Randy Spelling, thank you very much. So fun to talk to you, as always. Per usual. (laughs) Thanks, Christina. Thank you so much for listening. And something that Randy and I chatted about when we stopped recording was this app. It's not an app. It's a setting on your iPhone that you need to pay attention to. If you go to settings and then you tap on screen time, this will tell you not only how much time you're spending on your phone, but where you are spending your time. And you can find out what you're doing today. And then you can actually tap your name and then look at your last seven days. And it will tell you how much time you're spending on your phone on average every day for a week. And these numbers, I know for me when I started doing this, they were a tad bit shocking. And I was like, how am I functioning in life? How are my children fed and alive? How is my business profitable if I'm spending all of this time on my phone? Granted, hello, I work on my phone a little bit, but truth be told, Most of that is not work, and you can tell that (laughs) on the screen time setting. So I think maybe Randy gave you some great tips, and then maybe a secondary tip from me would be check out your screen time. Look at what you're doing, and then make an effort to reduce that. Instead of spending your time doing that, what if you spent that time reading? What if you spent that time taking up a hobby? I mean, there's just so much you could do, um, but... It is shocking to me to see how much time I was spending on my phone and what I was actually doing on my phone. Now, I will say in my defense, because look, here, now I'm getting defensive. There is something, like it'll break up what you do, like, oh, this is for productivity, this is social networking, this is entertainment. This um, iPhone of mine, it considers Voxer, oh, productivity, never mind. Boxer is productivity for me because I use that for work. There's something on here and it considers it social media or social networking. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't use that for social networking. I think it was YouTube. And this is why I got defensive about it. Because for 
about a week, I was listening to like the sleep sounds and the sleep noises on YouTube to go to sleep. So I would literally play like a three hour video. So then I would check my screen time and it would say like six hours on social media today. And I would get so mad. I'd be like, there's no way. But it was because it was counting three hours of YouTube when I was going to sleep. So just be mindful of that when you're checking your screen time. Um, But it is a good tool to use just to see what you're doing on your phone and how much time you're actually on your phone. And it'll give you some ideas on where to cut back and then fun, more productive, more useful things to do in the meantime. So thank you all for listening. I will see you next week on another episode of the Become a Media Maven podcast. And if you haven't already, you know I would really appreciate you to tap that subscribe button and leave me a positive rating or a review if you are liking what you are hearing. And um, I appreciate you being here because I know you could spend this time doing other things, listening to other things. Um, And I am using up that screen time ticker the more you're listening to this if you're listening to it on your phone. So I'm going to stop talking so you can save time and your percentage of usage could go down. Okay, see you next week. Thanks, bye.